and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday, the 7th of April. My name is Ben, and on the line it is Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. It's been a while. It has, yeah. I, I probably have to start with a, a bit of an apology because uh, I guess anyone who listened to the entirety of the last one, we said we were going to come back, I think, mm. the following Monday and do a wilder tribute. Well, that's not happened. In the bin. In the bin. For, it's, it's more... I don't know, put in, uh, put in storage for the end of the... <laughs> yeah. So it's in a box under my desk. Um, <laughs> yeah, a few people sort of did tweet and say, like, uh, I think you should wait till the end of the season. And um, that's I think that's what we're going to do. Not only does that make yeah. sense, but uh, I'm, I'm just really busy at the moment. <laughs> haven't haven't really got my, uh, my head around it properly, I think, to do proper justice to it. So I think that makes sense to wait till the end of the season. Um and yeah, the other thing is I've just uh, I've, I've just not had as much brain space, I guess, to uh, to, to come back with a, a memorable match or anything like that. So we end up having yeah. an, an inadvertent two week break there from from Blades Pod. You've obviously been doing your uh, your own Living with Maidley podcast and uh, churning keeping out away from United is the best thing at the moment. To be honest, that's actually been really helpful for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is a bit of a catch up episode, I think. Um, and I'll be I'll be perfectly honest with everybody listening. This is this is uh, this is kind of one one for me. I think I hope you listening get something out of it. But I uh, I just want a bit of a chat with you really about what's uh, mm. what what's been going on with the blades in the last few weeks. It's going to be a bit uh, a, a bit loose, not probably not incredibly well informed. I imagine we might as well be yeah. full, full disclosure with that one up front. Um, there was something else I wanted to say before we properly get started, uh, but I can't remember what it is, so maybe we'll come back to it later. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've got to start with a confession, mate. I watched absolutely zero of our game at the weekend against Leeds, and that makes me a bad Sheffield United fan, but it also made me a lot happier. I enjoyed yeah, it. I, um, I, I missed the first couple of minutes. As soon as I switched it on... Um... Oh, no, I missed the first 30 seconds. That were all. As soon as I switched it on, Leeds had a free kick at the edge of our area. I'm like, 30 seconds in, what, what, <laughs> what's going on? And then um, and then I, I started doing something for a bit. I looked at the screen again, and I saw Lundstrom getting a yellow card, and I thought, what What am I doing? Ben's got the right idea here. And then I watched I, I, I was watching it, but I wasn't really watching it, to be completely honest. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm slightly more of a fan than you, but not by much. Well, this is what I, just to kick us off, I suppose, yeah, just want to talk about this limbo state that we're in at the moment. And I guess it ties into uh, what an, another topic we'll discuss as well, which is the sort of search for a new manager. But yeah. what what an odd time to be a United fan right now. I mean, we've obviously talked at length about how sort of gutting it is that we you know, don't have Wilder there anymore, that, that figurehead that you can... You know, even when it's been terrible this season, it's like you know he's, he's still one of our own. It's, there's that figurehead yeah. to rally behind, and at the yeah. moment we're just we're playing the same players in the same formation, yeah. and we're not as good as all the other teams, so we lose every single week. And it's really I've never known a season like it. I, the, the closest I can think of is the Mickey Adams season where we, were, where we got relegated, but even then we didn't get relegated until two games before the end of the season. And although it looked like we were going down all season. I remember we went on a little bit of a run. Do you remember we beat Reading away? I think Henderson got an hat trick and mm. we beat Bristol City at home. And we were bringing the likes of Maguire in and Jordan Slew. George Long played last game of the season. This is nothing. We've no, There's nothing, is there? It's just this. It, I can't. At least if they were like in the Mickey Adams season, you're thinking, oh, he looks a player, this Jordan Slew or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. There's something to sort of focus on. With this, we know that they're not good enough. We know that there's players who, I don't need to throw out a form or if they've just completely gone out, you know. I, that's up in the air. We're not going to know that until next season. But there's just nothing to sort of invest in. Yeah, and that was it. I saw. I was kind of fifty-fifty on whether I'd, I'd watch because, yeah, you know that that old thing with football where it's like, oh, you know, they lose on a Saturday and it ruins your whole weekend. Well, I realised it's ruining my weekend before we've even kicked off. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. like grumpy on Saturdays because it's like, oh, for God's sake, they're making us play yeah. again, like. We have to watch well, this team. obviously, you're allowed to meet people in people's back gardens, weren't you, on, on Saturday? Mm-hmm. And I was doing that with my mate. And this just got in the way, and I hate that. And I, and I think I watched the game almost out of a sort of trying to make myself feel better about being a United fan and being sort of loyal, you know, some sort of misguided loyalty. Because 
I'm exactly the same as you. That's why I bought it in there because I was like, oh, I've got to watch that United game before I go out. And oh, yeah, and that's not how it should be, is it, at all? And it's not like, a, oh, I've got to watch it. We're rubbish. Oh, it's just like, it is literally, uh, it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know, your missus putting a soap on, you're not bothered about, you know, I've got to go through that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, uh, this sounds a bit fair weather fan, but I was, I was very prepared to watch the whole match back. Um, if it was mm. worth watching, but yeah, by the yeah, sounds, yeah. it weren't one shot on target in the entire game, which is yeah. just like that's every game we've played this season, basically, isn't it? You've I mean, seen our matches, you saw the Leeds match, mate. You don't need to worry about that. Exactly, and you know, I saw the team come, the team come out, and I just thought, there's nothing here that makes me think, oh, that's you know, th- there's a, there's something of interest there that I want to see how that works as a you know, a debut for someone or we're trying a new formation or Brewster is starting, for example. That might, that might have hooked me in, you know, playing yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. the guy who's presumably going to be a cornerstone for us up front next season. Um, so, yeah, I, instead I uh, I walked the dog in the woods and had a, a much more pleasant Saturday than uh, anyone who watched that game. But well, on, the ben- game, on the game itself, I think there's three people who can come out of it with a bit of credit. I thought Osborne, as always, put effort in. We know he's not got the best skill, but get a goal as well. Fair play to him. Ampadu, I thought, were really good when he came on, actually. Quite surprised that he didn't start, but I suppose because we're international due. And once again, Aaron Ramsdale, unbelievable performance again. Yes, he's probably going to be the player of the season, isn't he? It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, genuinely, is, is, is there anyone apart from McGoldrick who can compete with him? I don't think... I've seen some people say Egan and stuff like this, but I think people are forgetting a couple of Egan's his own performance, which is maybe not be his own fault because he was trying to cover for like... He's missed too many games. I don't, I don't think you can include him. No, 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 no. But I, at the same time, I don't think he's done enough to warrant... Be, I don't think he's put in the, the sort of man-of-the-match performances that Ramsdale has, for instance. Yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, I'm I'm, uh, I'm supporting your argument. I, th- I think he's just... He's missed too many games to compare yeah, to Ramsdale fair. and... Um, and McGoldrick. I'm now wondering like if McGoldrick Jack O'Connell. Was... Mind you, he was rubbish, weren't he, against? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was indeed. Um, so something that did happen, uh, when was this? This would have been about 10 days ago. Uh, Prince Abdullah, the Blades owner, gave an interview to Sky Sports, which is also published on United's uh, official site. Um, I think this was on a Friday this came out, and... Um, yeah, it seems like Blade's Twitter absolutely lit up. And uh, I was very out of the loop because um, I look after my daughter on Friday, so I have a hard time like <laughs> doing anything that isn't entertaining a one-year-old, basically. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I had like uh, Mike McCarthy from Radio Sheffield was like, oh, we need someone to re- like react to these comments. I don't, don't even know what you're talking about, Mike. Sorry, so I'm <laughs> completely out of the loop of this. And I've actually only just... Um, I, th- I think the reaction sort of um, delayed my willingness to watch this interview because um, people reacted quite emotionally to it, I think. Yeah. Um, and By the fa- way, I was the same as you. I didn't watch it for, for, for two days, this interview. And I was the same people asking me to, you know, what do you think about it? I was like, I don't know, because I'm not seeing it. Yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure why, in my own mind, why I did that. I don't know if I was just trying to separate myself from United at that moment or mm. whether it was just a case of I wanted everyone else to calm down before I looked at it impartially. I don't know. I didn't watch it myself, though, which is really unusual. Yeah, I, th- I think that was what it was. I was just like, oh wow, everyone's um, everyone's kind of uh, <laughs> wigged out about this. Basically, I'm, I'm not sure I can. I, I'm not sure I want to deal with this myself emotionally. <laughs> Obviously, mm. only only a few weeks after Wilder leaving, um, but yeah. I did watch it. I watched it today, and um, I've got to say, I found it pretty fascinating. What was your so when you did watch it? What was your uh, what was your big takeaway? Well, I'd, I'd sort of seen the big things sort of just by going on Twitter and people saying certain things about, you know, what what, what have been said. I have all, I've got to admit, I always think he speaks really well, the Prince. I think whatever, you know, his intentions are, whatever you think about him like that, I do think he speaks really well. And really sort of, you look at, for instance, I'm, you know, I don't want to compare him, it's, it's the closest one we've got, it's Chancery, you know, Wednesday, and you listen to it and you think, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I do think the Prince comes across, whether he does or not, as someone who actually... You know, he's grounded, I think. Hmm. But I think, I don't know, the interview as a whole, yeah, I think it was really, really interesting because we've only heard one side of it, I think, um, in terms of the 
the people on Twitter who and, and journalists and friends and stuff are wilder. So to hear the other side of it as well, I, yeah, because it just completely painted a different light. It's all about who you believe, I suppose. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but we had a completely different view to what we thought had happened. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you know, I'm... Uh... I'm fully aware that this is an exclusive interview with Sky, which yeah. suggests it's yeah, probably yeah, yeah. been, uh, you know, vetted, edited, the questions, you know, approved in advance. I mean, the, the, the questions from the interviewer are just <laughs> like five word softballs, basically. Yeah, they? Like, yeah, here you yeah, go. Yeah. Just uh, now, just talk for ten minutes, Prince Abdullah, and lay out. You may everything. as well just realistically may as well just. Done a statement. Yeah, or yeah, or just like a yeah, a, a vlog, you know, like uh, <laughs> like Johnny does on Shore Review or something. Yeah. And it's aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um but yeah, I, I I found it really fascinating lifting the lid on a lot of stuff that's going gone on, I suppose, and go and I guess still will go on behind the scenes. Mm. Um I mean, you know, the stuff about uh Wilder wanting to resign back in December and then again after yeah. the Crystal Palace game in January. And um... I believe that, by the way. I mean, this is only... I know a few people on Twitter have said, oh, it's a load of rubbish, he's not... You. I think that, like you said last week, the breadcrumbs all lead to that, don't they? Let's be honest. For me, anyway. Well, if I were a detective, which I'm not, but if I was a detective, I'd be... Or if I were on the jury, I'd definitely, on that particular incident, I think Wilder definitely did say... He wanted, he wanted out. I think he was. I think you could tell with his mood. I think you could tell with his mood around that time. Yeah, there was a lot of people who said, you know, there was like, "That's it. I'm pretty sure he's going to quit after this." So, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was really fascinating, uh, and and you know that he, uh, the board obviously wanted to keep Wilder all the way along. There was, uh, you know, it was quite interesting when he yeah. said that there was uh, there was no plan B in place back in December. Evidently. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's there's still no plan B now, which I think is uh, that is uh, a bit of a you know a, a black mark really that we haven't. Mm. It doesn't seem like we have put that in place, even though I don't understand that. That's just what, like you said, with the interview being quite mm. soft. I, I'd like to have said, well, if you've tried to resign three times, why have you? Why are we in limbo? As you said, you know, why have yeah. we not started making? I mean, maybe we have behind the scenes, but I, I, I don't know if we are. But if your manager is. You know, he said he basically said he didn't give him any money because why would he give money to someone who's tried to resign twice? Well, mm-hmm. you know, start looking elsewhere then. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was a lot of things that's like um, uh, in a vacuum, it makes sense what uh, what Prince Abdullah has said there, but then yeah. it's not telling us the full story, is it? You know, there's no. there's things like uh, I, I found the recruitment stuff very interesting and. I can't say I learnt too much about like from from what they were saying about recruitment. I feel like that's been aired quite publicly, generally. Yeah. But things like, you know, he says, you know, we we needed players for now, not players for the future, and you know, and things about uh, Wilder just you know only having one target and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that that makes total sense that we wouldn't, you know, we we want to move away from that. But it's like, well, why wasn't this resolved? Six, twelve, yeah. eighteen, twenty-four months ago, like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that's that's not you know you're the owner. You should you should be stepping in and putting. I a suppose stop to that now. in the prince's defence, in this, if you finish ninth, yeah. imagine if you'd have gone forward and said, "Hang on, your signings have not worked out." While they'd be like, "Whoa, what you what you're talking about?" Mm. It's only I suppose the first time he's really had the chance to to. to legitimately sort of criticise Wilder was this January, but it came to transfers. I mean. Mm, I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I, I'm taking. I'm, I'm genuinely. I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know, it's. I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. Like you said, I'd, I'd have preferred a harder interview to ask these sort of questions. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a PR piece, and it? it is. It's, it is. It, yeah. it's getting the uh, it's getting the club side across. However, which I, is fair I, enough, by the way. Well, is there right? Yeah, and, and I yeah, I've got to say, I I found it really interesting having the lid lifted to that extent. Do you, uh, at any point, did you sort of go like, whoa, I wish uh, I wish this wasn't happening. Like, I wish we just kept this close to the chest and not. I watched it all pretty much through my fingers for a number oh, of reasons. Oh, really? Interesting. It really did, yeah. Just because, I think because it's just ended so badly mm-hmm. and not necessarily anything the Prince said. I don't think I... I think he's every right. He's had so much stick. I think he's every right to say, "Well, he is my side of the story." Because I found it funny that people were saying, 
where is it? He's not made a statement. Where is it? Then he does one. He shouldn't have said that. Why has he said <laughs> that? He's like, you can't just like decide what he's going to say. But not necessarily what the Prince is, because the club as a whole, I don't think it's this sort of oh, laughing stock or anything like that, but everything just laid bare and, the, and the, the, the clear breakdown in the relationship of Wilder and the Prince, something that only this time last year looked to be as strong as ever. Mm. I think it were more of a watching it like a sadness, like watching your parents go through divorce almost. It's a very awful analogy. Sort of, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I don't really want to see it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't feel like... It, it's, if anyone's uh, not watched the full 30 minutes, I, I really do recommend you go and uh, go and do that if you've got the time. Yeah. It's on uh, it's on Sky's website and on United's YouTube as well. And so if anyone's not not done that and maybe only knows like a few clips from it or something i don't feel like there's anything particularly bad in it you know there wasn't no this is what i don't understand because people said like alan biggs tweeted something along the lines of oh i'm sure wilder will get in touch with the lma after this and i'm like why yeah because he's (laughs) unless he's blatantly lied about the the resigning thing and the payoff thing then i don't see what grounds he's not you know he's not throwing him under a bus in the sense of he's not said oh he you know he 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 would only pick certain players because he fell out with this guy. You know, he's not. He worked like tittletile. He, he basically said, "Look, he wanted a payoff, and he uh, and he and he tried to resign three times." And people say Wilder's not allowed to respond. I don't know how these things work, but I guess that if someone's said something that it would could affect your future employment, which this is, I'm pretty sure Wilder could take the prince to court if it wasn't true. Yes, we we will hear about it if this is not true. So yeah, I'm uh, like I say, it's not tittle-tattle like saying, "Oh, he, he you know, he, he he tried to nick all the burgers after the game <laughs> one day, you know, something like that." This is serious allegations if he if he is lying. Yeah, but the, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the there's no yeah. This is what I mean. It's just it, it just seems like a a sensible explanation of a breakdown in the relationship yeah. and the. The way in which uh, I guess the the two parties just couldn't do business with each other anymore. I mean, the only sort of yeah. the only thing I thought was a bit like, oh, that's that that would like rub me up the wrong way was um, the bit about Wilder uh, basically backing out of those three meetings towards the uh, the end of it yeah. and deciding he just uh, he just didn't want to do them anymore. And yeah, that was one of the few things in that uh, that I thought like that actually reflects pretty badly on him. Whereas everything else is like it's just a this is just clearly a process thing that yeah. they don't, uh, they're not going to, they're not going to compromise on. So it seems to me that, I mean, again, I could be proven wrong. It seems to me that Wilder probably wanted to go, probably thought it took him as far as he could, probably didn't think he was getting enough support from the board financially to compete, but probably didn't want to resign. And the Prince didn't want to sack him. So, you know, we were in this limbo basically from the moment he said he wanted to go. Yeah. I think I think when I saw the reaction to it before I'd watched it, I was like, "Oh my god, is this just half an hour of like, just <laughs> yeah. a, you know, just the, a takedown of Chris Wilder Kevin Keegan and Keegan sort of, and he's got to come to my place again, <laughs> <laughs> and just and just rewriting everything, like you yeah, know, and trying yeah, to, yeah, yeah. he's a bad guy, you know, I'm I'm the owner, I'm gonna make this all better now, but this it's, is why I, I think I sort of stepped away from it because this is what right. I was seeing, and I I didn't see it like that neither. I don't know, and it's uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I guess if you you know just in the in the, the words that are actually said are very respectful towards Wilder. I guess it's just the the things between the lines that aren't said that I could see some people might have a problem with. But I don't know. It didn't it didn't feel like dirty laundry being aired to me. But at the same time, I was sort of like you know maybe it'd be prudent not to say some of these things, even if yeah. intrinsically they're not that bad. And most of it, I seems suppose, quite he didn't reasonable. have to say he demanded a four million pound payoff. But at yeah. the same time. He's been portrayed, obviously, by certainly straight after the event of Wild leaving as the guy who sacked him and why has he sacked him and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And I suppose there is a lot of anger from his side as well, saying, "Anger, you lot don't know the full story, so it, have this." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess yeah, it all just feeds into this feeling of a bit of a limbo at the minute. I mean, yeah. I don't know whether I might, I might be wide of the mark here, but uh, how significant do you think it is that this is an interview? With a, a national outlet and not um, not a local one. My gut feeling on this, and if any of the local journalists are listening, they, they can happily put me straight on this. I, I get the feeling that they've got no links to the board. 
at all. Or, or certainly, you know, so I think there's maybe a couple out there. So a bit of a scathing opening paragraph from James Shield yesterday in the Star, which I've sent you, didn't I? <laughs> Where he sort of uh, James <laughs> meow. Yeah, sort of basically said that uh, certain other journalists were just towing the party line to basically get interviews or whatever. I think there's definitely a breakdown. I think since McCabe left, they've. I think McCabe were really good with local journalists. He understood that that side of it. And then once McCabe went, you had Wilder, who were friends with, for instance, Alan Biggs since they were 19, apparently, according to Alan Biggs' interview on TalkSport. And now they've got nobody at all. And mm. I think he's bypassed them, the Prince, which... I don't know. I really don't know. I suppose from his side, you could say, well, all they've done is slag me off. And I suppose from the local journalist side, oh, well, you've given us nothing <laughs> to, yeah. you know, what we're we supposed to do when you're not giving us anything. Yeah, and he's uh, he's obviously done interviews with Sky before, hasn't he? Um, mm. So, What maybe... do you think of it? Do you think sort of the, he should have sort of gone to the, you know, the local press before the national? Or do you think it... Uh, not really, to be honest. I think it would be advantageous to... Uh, have close links with the local media, but um, yeah. I don't know. I, I I've got to say that was way down the list of my worries when I saw that this was happening. Mm. That uh, mm. that it went to that, but yeah, it, it does. And without knowing too much about it, it does seem like that is a thing, isn't it? Of um, I think so. Yeah. And like I say, take it. I, I, this is just a gut feeling, and from what what certain journalists are posting and stuff, and and I, you know, it's understandable as well. I, I said this on Ice Two that. These were friends with Wilder, for mm. a start. The, they, they know him far more than we did. You know, if if Chris Wilder came on Blazepod every week and then suddenly was trapped wrongly and left, according to what they think, anyway, mm. I'm sure we'd be up in arms saying, "What is he doing?" You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, I think there's loyalty there, understandable loyalty as well from from the journalist. That is, yeah, I I, I think there's there's a divide. I, I would say that anyway. Yeah, interesting to uh, see how that goes, particularly when a new manager comes in. Um, well, maybe we can talk about that a little bit. I mean, this this search for a new manager is obviously ongoing. I think, um, I mean, I would expect the hecking bottom will just go back to the under-23s. Obviously, uh, yeah. got Graham Coughlin and Darren Curry. Is it Darren Curry? Have I got that right? Yeah, Darren Curry, yep. nephew of Toad TC. Indeed, and the manager nephew of Barnet when they... Uh, what was that, sorry? Uh, Neptune, I can't say it. Neptune, go on, what's the word? Neptune. Neptuism, Neptuism. Oh, nepotism. Nepotism, sorry, yeah. (laughs) Awful, but yeah, nepotism, that's it, yeah. Um, uh, Some people are saying, obviously, due to the Curry link, but yeah, I don't think that's true. (laughs) Possibly not. Darren Curry, uh, he was the manager of Barnet when they knocked out the FA Cup a couple of years ago, if you remember that. So, yeah, uh, of course it was. Yeah, I, I I forgot about that actually. Yeah, yeah. get him in. <laughs> <laughs> so they they are uh, in charge of the under twenty threes for the rest of the season, which suggests that Heckingbottom will go back there. And uh, Heckingbottom's not exactly uh, <laughs> staking his name to a claim for the job, is he? Um, I don't understand what he's doing in the sense. I'm not going to blame him by any stretch of the imagination, but he's just like, right, new manager. Tell you what, let's just do the same. <laughs> what? <laughs> this worked so well so far. I mean, you have to think that um, he will know the relative ability of the under-23s better than probably anyone else at the entire club. And so if he's not you know, immediately starting like two or three of them, then that probably says it all, I guess. But I, I suppose though, what I'd say for Eckie, he's got nothing to lose Eckingbottom. So yeah. I, for me, I'd say, well, let's try something. And if it all goes horribly wrong, no one's going to blame me if I get beat 7-0 by Arsenal on Sunday. People are going to say that club's a shambles, not the managers to blame. Yeah, it's a bit of a, a free a free hit for him. I think that again that feeds into my thing of like I just can't be bothered to watch this because it's just more of the same. Like there isn't even yeah. a oh I wonder what happens if we try a four three three or you know we play a different midfield for once if John Lundstrom doesn't play, seeing as he's not going to be here next season. Yeah, where on earth is he going to be next year? That's going uh, to be I a... mean, you missed. Uh, another, I, I don't think it was quite up there with the Southampton uh, disgrace <laughs> from Lundstrom, but I've all, all the time since I've done this podcast, and when I've posted on message boards, I don't go in on players, but he needs to get out of this team immediately for everybody's sake. I, I think that's the one thing the entire fan base and the Prince and everything can come together about, to be fair. Yeah, I'm not, I just think, why, why should I watch if we're not going to play someone else ahead of him, someone who actually 
will be here next season or I'd rather play a midfielder a defender in midfield or an attacker in midfield I'd rather do anything than play someone who's quite and look I'm I'm going to get pelters for this but I'm going to I'm going to slightly stick up for Lundstrom here this is a guy who's not got a job at the end of the season basically he's a free agent as far as I know he's got nothing lined up or certainly nothing signed if he gets injured like Jack O'Connell, he's going to be out of, you know, he's not going to have a club for a year, basically. No one's going to take him on. So he's, I think it's fairly understandable that he's not going into full-blooded challenges and stuff. But mm. at the same time, that's up to us to not play him. Don't <laughs> don't play him. He's, he's clearly not putting 100% in. I think that's pretty obvious. I don't think I'm like being controversial by saying that. Mm. I don't think he can seriously stand in front of people and say, I'm giving everything. When he's evidently not, there's clips of him running back so slowly and not putting in... The effort in that we know he can put in, just take him out of the team. He doesn't want to be there. We don't want him. That he's not helping us. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. I I just rather see someone else. Anyone else? Please, just give me something to something to be interested in in these yeah. last few games, which we're probably going to lose them all. Or you know, the, how many have we got left? The eight or nine? Well, played thirty, uh, eight, haven't we? I think. Eight, yeah, is it? Yeah, eight games. Yeah. Yeah. Please just just give me something before it's kicked off to be interested in, rather than just waiting yeah. to go a goal down and then inevitably lose. But anyway, so it, it seems like Heckingbottom is not going to be the manager for next season, which I at no stage expected that to actually be the case. So this search for a new manager, obviously, there's I suppose there's there's sort of two uh, names being linked at the moment, and they both go into uh, what I would say is like different approaches to your next manager mm. there's a fellow by the name of uh, alexander blessing who is a um headline writer's dream i'm sure although yeah. i will just say i don't ever want to see blessing in disguise ever again so if this person i becomes... can't wait to lose to bristol city next season or something it's blades blessings blades blunted by bristol <laughs> <laughs> if anyone if he becomes a manager no blessing in disguise Headlines ever again, please, and no no more tweets. (laughs) Thank you. A a relative unknown managing a a Belgian club. I believe he's only been in charge for about uh, something like 40 professional games or something like that. I won't go into too much detail on him because um, we don't know if that's actually going to happen. But I think he he stands in the sort of complete unknown approach. Mm. And then the flip side of that is uh, the former Fulham and Watford manager, Slavisa Jakanovic, who is yeah. the uh, the established championship experience? Been there, done it, multiple promotions to the Premier League. You know that's your that's your quality, your your ticket back to the Premier League, right there. Yeah. I um I would be pretty disappointed if uh, we're going down the latter route, to be honest, because we had that. His name was Chris Wilder, and it was amazing. Yeah, it's interesting you say this because there's so many people wanting him as well, and. I've got massive reservations on it. And I've obviously got reservations about Blessing as well because we don't know what he's going to do. It's, mm-hmm. it's a flip of a coin sort of thing. But and you, uh, I'm going to call him Joker. I can't pronounce his name. That's the main reason I don't want us to sign him. So uh, <laughs> uh, To get his manager. But the Fulham guy, as I'm going to call him. Okay. Um, yeah, he's um, he's had a lot of money to spend on the promotions he's had for a start. And, he, and he's inherited really, really good squads as well at Watford and Fulham. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I, I don't know. But he'll, I don't think he will have ever had to do it in the way he'll have to do it at United, if you know what I mean. Mm. I think he's had a lot more money to spend. And I think he's he's not someone who builds for the future or anything like that. He's a sort of here and now manager. And I don't know if that's what we need. Some people think we do. I'm not sure. I don't think we do. I, I like I said, I, I'd be disappointed if we're doing that because I come back to what I said a few weeks ago, which is just like, well, why? What? What was the point of losing Wilder? Like, if you just wanted a good manager or a really good manager, I should say, who um, you know needs to work under his own conditions, if you like, then we had that. Well, you know, what, what are we doing? Why are we trying to find someone who's basically just an inferior <laughs> version of that? Yeah. I. Seeing as the reality is we no longer have Wilder. I, yeah. I, well, I, this is the thing. Whoever we get is not going to be as good as Wilder, you'd have thought. If we yeah. if we somehow stumble upon someone who's better than Wilder, then I think the Prince deserves a statue outside. To be honest. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. No, it isn't. And, uh, yeah, we. I think it would serve everyone well to bear that fact in mind. But mm-hmm. I would much rather go down the route of somebody who um, can kind of overhaul yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not saying that this approach is going to work, um, but I, 
I, I would like us to try this rather than just get another manager, even if he is yeah. a good manager and, you know, even if he is going to... We need to change the way that we do things behind the scenes, I think, don't we? And Well, the thing is, I keep seeing people say we need championship experience. In my opinion, like you, we've just said, there's no one going to be there who's as good as Wilder. And if you look at the top six of the championship, they've all got what would be classed as unknown managers. None of them have got championship experiences. Farker at Norwich, I don't even know who the Watford manager is. That's how. And the, and the Barnsley and Reading guys have come from nowhere, aren't they, really? Mm-hmm. Very similar to Blessing. Mm. Uh, Cooper at Swansea, I believe that's his first job in management. Uh, I think he was at a League Two game. Uh, League Two team, sorry. Was was it? It? Yeah, well, he's never mind at championship level. That's yeah, the top that's right. six. Yeah. So the idea that you need it, I mean, and the, the sort of merry-go-round championship managers, your Cutons and Pe- uh, Nigel Pearsons and Warnocks and Gary Rowitz, they're all messing about in mid-table. So I'm not saying that's a, you know, it's, it's, every manager's different. Yeah, It's not a one-size-fits-all sort of thing. But I don't think you necessarily need championship experience to be successful in the championship, evidenced by Wilder himself, in fact. Yeah, who'd, uh, what, never managed above League Two before he became... You know what, Yeah, that'd be yeah, right. Yeah, well, I saw somebody, I think I sent it to you, and I saw somebody say, um, you know, we should have done what Norrie did and keep 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 the manager, Farker. We don't want an unknown foreign coach. Well, Farker's the the, the, the quintessential unknown foreign coach who's done well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't believe, I don't think he'd even managed, has he, before that? Uh, he might have been I, an I assistant. Yeah, and, and the, I think he's pretty much followed this. He's a German, you know, coach as well. I'm pretty sure... He's followed the, the exact yeah, he Brushy Dortmund too. So he's he's followed the same career path as Blessing seems to have. Mm. Obviously uh, he was at Leisberg instead. Yeah. Uh Steve Cooper was the England under seventeen manager for four That's years. It. Sorry. And right. Rian Bruce got the golden boot or whatever it was. Oh, is that the uh what was that, the under seventeen World Cup? Oh, yeah, they won the World Cup, didn't they? Um yeah. and yeah, and he got the golden boot or the golden ball or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Good team, that one. Now in the very capable hands of A.D. Boothroyd. Doing, uh, doing <laughs> oh, I don't imagine if he comes in. I've been slagging him off all, 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 all the past three weeks. <laughs> I'm taking a sabbatical from United if, uh, <laughs> yeah. if he ends up as the next United manager. I, told you, I, I genuinely did have a dream that Walnut were back and you were like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, not happening. Absolutely not happening. Please, dear God. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, uh, the, the search goes on, but I just think if this is going to be worth, you know, if, if the if the breakup is going to be worthwhile, then mm. we we have to not just get another manager who is no, I agree. who I is agree. just going to give us the same problems in a year's time. I mean, yeah, I, I think we've uh, maybe we just mentioned the accounts a little bit here, but I think we've we played it very safe in um, in the Premier League in terms of yeah finances i think and um and that sets us up much better than we were two years ago i mean yeah. I, I keep coming back to what you said uh, uh a, a little while ago but just you know th- there's that thing of um oh you know typical united best best team we've ever had and then a you know once in a hundred years pandemic comes along and shafts everything but you yeah. said very correctly Imagine if we'd not got promoted and then the pandemic hits. And I think we've been in a, a real oof. state, no matter what would have happened with the court case. There's tw- I think 12 clubs in the EFL under a transfer embargo at the moment. I think that might get sorted, but it just goes to show the problems that you know most clubs in the championships championship have got. And we'd have been one of them, undoubtedly. Oh, God, it'd have been a... It'd have been a horror show, mate. I mean, uh... we don't have anything like it. I mean, for all Chancery's fault, for instance, uh, he puts money in. You can't deny he's put loads of money in. He's chasing uh, good money with bad money. But <laughs> we've got nobody like that. I don't know how we'd, we'd have survived. I really don't. Yeah, but fortunately, we did get promoted. And uh, yeah. as the accounts from 2019-20 showed, which were published uh, a couple of days ago, it's on you know its website if you want to go and uh, see them or check out uh, Swiss Ramble on Twitter. Who did a great breakdown of it. Yeah, um, yeah, we it was the first time we posted a profit in a decade. I think um, mm. obviously the vast majority of that being uh, being TV money. Um, yeah. Wages went up significantly. I'm just going to pick out a couple of things from this just to yeah. generally talk about. But yeah, the wage bill nearly doubled. This is this is a 2019 to 20. We did extend the accounting period till the end of last season. So I think it's 13 months or something like that because it's the intention was to capture the full picture rather than 
you know, because the end of the season was delayed, basically, so that we mm. get the uh, the the a full season's worth of um, of information, I suppose. But yeah, the yeah. the wage bill nearly doubled from forty one million to seventy eight million, but it was still like significantly less than um, the. I think it was the it was the lowest in the league when it was. 11, yeah, but I think it was ten million less than Norwich. I think, Eleven million less than Norwich, yeah. yeah. And the uh, wages to turnover ratio was still um, it, it was it was really good, basically one of the yeah. low, lowest in the Premier League. Yeah, so fifty four percent wages to turnover ratio. Um, yeah, the Swiss Ramble kind of notes here. Arguably, the club played it too safe. And yeah. I think obviously this uh, these accounts will be different for this season because we yeah we'll have lost a lot more this season not just I mean obviously with the the, the uh, crowd money and 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 obviously we spent more money on transfer fees which uh, the other thing that people keep saying about these things is a lot of these transfers will have been paid will be paid in stages so I think the next four or five accounts are going to be still you know unless we sell these players playing the extra two million for McBurney or whatever it is you know what I mean mm. we had, well we spent more on transfers last season than this season um, yeah. Yeah, so. But sorry, what I mean is though, that, that, that we might look like we spent more next season in the accounts because of the money coming out from the signing from the season before. I see. Yeah. Um, so obviously, yeah, income will be lower. I imagine the wages will have gone up more. You know, yeah. we gave out some new contracts. Um, obviously, new signings as well will be on pretty decent money. Although, uh, again, in the Prince's interview, he said that uh, Ramsdale and Brewster were not the top earners at the club. You know, they were. You know, brought in on the wages they were basically at at their previous clubs, rather than yeah. immediately becoming top sellers. But yeah, my my overall, so I I don't um I don't read every single club's breakdown of their accounts, but I do find them interesting, and I find them interesting generally because a lot of the time there's things in there that make me go whoa, like what yeah. the <laughs> hell? How yeah. is that sustainable? And uh, I don't know if I've just got me red and white specs on, but I read this and was like, oh, seems pretty good to be honest. I, there's there's no uh, there's no skeletons in the closet there that we weren't aware of. There's, it's I mean, the I, first one I've ever read, I think, where I'm like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. No, there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, this, this all seems kind of good. You know, there's no. I mean, people, uh, I should bring up that people have criticised the fact that obviously in the accounts is the fact that we spent the money on the ground. Uh, the, mm. the real estate or whatever it is, you know, from, from McCabe with yeah. the club's money. Is that a shock to any? I don't. I thought everyone knew that was going to happen. Yeah, he <laughs> was. Uh... About it. Yeah, so just to be clear on that, that was um, that was a, a legal obligation that the prince yeah. had to buy the ground as a result of the high court ruling. So that was that's been known since whatever it was last July. People say why he bought it out of his own money, but. What the, he's bought the club's ground for the club with the club's money. He's not bought the club's ground and then built his own house on it. You know, and right. <laughs> moved his family in or anything. <laughs> yeah, which is 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 a pretty good situation, really, to, for the owner of the club to also, you know, have the ground within that ownership for sure. Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand the outrage about that from certain quarters. And if people, you know, again, you know, let us know what, what why. But I, I couldn't. Mm. I was really confused. People say, "Oh my god, he spent the club's money." on the ground for the club what <laughs> yeah I guess, I guess if people just i don't know if you think like oh we could have spent that 40 million on another player or two but yeah. jesse lingard <laughs> <laughs> oh no the savior jesse lingard he yeah. would have uh we might be on 17 points by now if we'd signed jesse lingard <laughs> instead um so yeah it was uh it was a relief to read you know <laughs> sort of it's obviously mm. not been a great month or a great year in fact so um, it, it was good to see there wasn't anything terrible in there, but yeah, th- this is kind of just to tie all this back together. We are in a better financial position than I think we, well, certainly than we would have been had we not got promoted. That goes without saying, obviously. And look, we're not going to be going down and spending twenty million on play. We're not. We're not going to be like Fulham, or when they go down. Mm. You know, I imagine they because they've got a rich owner, they'll probably start bringing mad loan plays in and spending loads of money. But we seem to be sustainable, at least for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, and and that's I guess that is my overall point. Like the table is set here for us to change how we do things. Yeah, please take advantage of this opportunity. Like, not I mean the the, the proof of the pudding is obviously whether we get the right manager. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, what, don't know well, who the, right the recruitment staff. If we, if we're bringing in, I don't know. He said he won't have a director of football, but as you said, the, I imagine it'll be more of a a group thing now with the recruitment rather than while they're going in saying right, I want Ramsdale. That's it. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, yeah, I, this is why I, I want to see uh, I want to see change, seeing as we've you know basically railroaded ourselves into that situation. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do. I mean, people have said, you know, that you don't want a complete reset and stuff like that. I think now Wilder's gone, we do want a complete reset, personally. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. It depends what people actually I do, What mean I mean, but I don't mean, like, sell everybody. I'm talking about, like, the strategy and everything. You know, the the thing that why we were so good was Chris Wilder. He was the reason. It, it was nothing to do with the recruitment process that we had in place or the mm. scouting system we had in place or the director of football we had in place. It was because Chris Wilder were an unbelievable manager for us. Yeah. He's gone. So this is, like you said, it's a perfect time to sort of like, right, let's take stock and see how we can make things more sustainable going forward if we lose his manager again. Yeah, that's uh, that's very much my uh, my feelings on it as it stands. Uh, yeah, and I guess we'll just we'll just wait and see what um, what happens. Are you uh, are you like itching to to get a new manager in place now before the end of the season? Or there's, there's two lines of thought for me. One is that I don't want him to come in and lose the last first seven games, and then straight away the fans already hate him. So what's he doing? On the other hand, I do think it might be beneficial in coming in at least two or three weeks before the season ends. I don't know, really. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about it. I think just as long as... Uh, maybe, like, once relegation is officially confirmed, that would be a good yeah. point to... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that assumes. That and if it is blessing, for instance, and like you said, we don't, we're not sure. I imagine that the uh, they'll want the Belgium league to end first before he leaves, anyway. Yeah, that's true as well. Actually, um, just as long as it's sorted with whichever route we're going down, as long as it's sorted yeah. by the end of the season, and uh, <clears throat> new manager is in place and and ready to roll for a. a I mean, what should be a proper preseason this time? I mean, you know, I think we. This is. I think. I think this more. I, more I've thought about where where's it all gone wrong, and there's obviously loads of different reasons it's gone wrong. I think that not having a preseason was absolutely huge for us. Mm, yeah, abbreviated, shortened gap between the seasons, and. Uh, yeah, less time. To... Loads of remember the internationals as well that they squeezed in. So they, oh, we aren't had anyone yeah. in, the, in the pre-season friendlies did because they're all away. Good news is Ireland have not qualified for the Euros, so <laughs> <laughs> we're all right on that front. Uh, but yeah, yeah, obviously we'll be losing probably Norrington Davis and uh, McBurney and Fleck probably for the European Championships. The rest of them should be there. Mm, that's true. Although who knows how long those teams will. Uh... Might have say that Wales got to the Blooming semi-final last time, didn't they? Was that? Yeah. Or maybe that was uh, maybe that was eight years ago. I can't remember. I can't remember actually. Dark, no, it was eight years ago. Was it really? Was it? Oh. Yeah, I think you're right. And then we lost to Portugal. Yeah, it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because it was Hodgson's last stand, weren't it? When we lost to Iceland. Yeah. Oof. I guess it was five years ago, actually, wasn't it? Because uh, yeah, it does seem long, doesn't it? To be fair, <laughs> it does actually. A lot, a lot of uh, a lot's happened in five years. That was obviously <laughs> um, that was before Chris Wilder even took over, actually, wasn't it? Or around. Yeah. Around that time, anyway. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just uh, I'm just rambling now, um, and I've probably <laughs> probably been rambling all the way through this because I I don't know <laughs> I didn't I've not really given this much thought. I guess I think it's just because the limbo stuff. I, I'm yeah I'm I'm waiting for news now of uh, of what we're doing next, and uh, I did find that interview with Prince Abdullah quite fascinating. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll just uh, we'll just keep waiting to see what happens, mate. But yeah, the limbo meant... is the is the is the key word because I'm the same. I think everyone's the same. Mm. You know, I talk to different various different United content creators, and they're saying like they don't really know what to to, to do or say because we know we're relegated. We haven't got a manager who's going to be there next season. We've got players who aren't going to be there next season playing for us. Millions are injuries still. You know, you, yeah. it's, it's just pff, waste of time. I'd love to. Love to do a Rotherham and play all the eight games in eight days or whatever they're doing. <laughs> Get them out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I'd be up for that. I have this has to be the only season where I've wondered like, what's the actual punishment for just refusing to play our mm. games? Like yeah. what's the worst that could happen for just not yeah. turning up? And the other thing as well is that I were at one point of the season, under one wilder here. I really don't want to go down with like what how many points I don't even know points we've got. Is it eleven points we've got? We've got fourteen. 14, I don't, yeah, we need to get to 20 points because that'll kick us on for next. Now Wilder's gone, I don't think that matters because it's going to be a no. completely new thing anyway. So I don't think it really matters if you lose every game 5 now. to be honest. I don't think it's really going to have much effect on next season, to be honest now. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you on that. I mean, look at Norwich, they, what was it? I think they scored one Lost goal. Lost the last nine, scored one goal, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, they're, they're basically 
I think they're like a win from promotion. They're like 17 points clear or something now, yeah. or third. I mean, people are pointing to Norwich as well and Watford. Obviously, they're the two who's gone straight, but it looks like they're going straight back up anyway. That's Brentford dropped points again last night. So, and people saying, oh, that could be us and stuff like that. I don't know. Who knows? Norwich were appalling last season for mm-hmm. the most part. Absolutely appalling. And people say, oh, no, because they had this attacking talent. And they did in the early stages. But when they came back after lockdown, they were, they were absolutely atrocious. And I don't think any of their fans said we're going to absolutely run away with it next season you don't know what's going to happen you get on a run of games in the same way that we've got on a run of games losing and you don't know how it's going to end that i think there's a lot of predictions going on about next season and we haven't even got a manager we don't know what players are going to be there i don't know how people are making these predictions to be honest yeah i'm uh i'm very much wait wait and see and let's see what happens um but yeah hopefully hopefully some proper news on new manager and general mm. plans going forward before too long but in the meantime we've got Arsenal on Sunday yay are you going to watch that <laughs> uh, it's Sunday night isn't it 7 o'clock-ish I thought I'd yeah I probably it? will it's got to the point do you know like where you sort of I don't know it's like a movie that's awful but you think well I've got this far now <laughs> <laughs> I may as well like, carry it on and finish it. So I remember I watched every single game. In fact, I will be missing the Wolves game the week after. So that's that's good news because I'm I've uh, booked a pub <laughs> table when we keep, and we're playing on the Saturday, I believe. So yeah, yeah. normality starting to return, mate. Yeah, so and, I, and it's weird crossed. because when we did it, I thought oh the Wolves game, and it just suddenly thought well, it didn't matter at all. <laughs> so. I think you can, uh, yeah, I think you can probably afford to be sat in the pub rather than. Uh... Yeah. Than watching it, I suppose. Um, all right, mate. Anything, anything else Blades related you want to mention? Uh, no, I did a loan update. I don't know if you saw that um, for to plays that we got out and loaned. We pretty good reviews actually, especially for the the lads playing abroad. Verips um, mm. and Kabilia, whatever his name is, and Norton Davis got a decent review. But it was fairly positive on the whole, actually. That's encouraging. Apart from Luke Freeman, where someone said he's fatter than Andy Reid. <laughs> <laughs> I think Luke Freeman's hair adds. Uh... Add some weight. <laughs> he looks me? like a stockbroker from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, he's like he's be, he's doing too many illegal substances and sort of <laughs> eating too many burgers. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, plug your uh, non-blades related podcast. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the last couple of episodes. Yeah, the remainder. I think we're on episode eight now. Episode nine will be out Saturday, which is about um, Morrissey. If anyone likes Morrissey or, or even dislikes him, yeah, take yeah. A look, take a look at one of his documentaries and his uh, mad view of the world. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for everyone who's listening so far. I've really enjoyed doing it because it takes away from United more than anything else. To be honest, on Saturday <laughs> night. So <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed your uh, your not room one hundred and one uh, episode this week. Yeah, get, get rid of it. I was surprised. Uh, well, you made a compelling case. I thought when you said you were putting a, a friend's character yeah. in the bin, I thought it was yeah. going to be Ross. But um, no. no, 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 no. Oh, I love Ross. I think Ross is a fantastic character. Um, but I, uh, yeah, my dad loves Friends. If we go on an holiday or anything like that, he'll watch Friends five hours a day in the caravan <laughs> or wherever we are. And um, yeah, if, he, if he's around, like Friends is on, and there's a certain character in there that I just I can't, which ruins it for me. But yeah, check yeah. it out. Not a reveal. <laughs> I won't reveal. Would 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 your dad be? Uh, would he agree with your point of view on this character, or do you think? I've argued shocked? with my dad many a time about this character, uh, <laughs> and we've never got we've never come to some sort of conclusion. We're a bit like the prince and Wilder. <laughs> like I've threatened to resign from the holiday a couple of times, but <laughs> it keeps managing to get you to delay your it's resignation. Getting to go again next season. Come on, one more. Come on, it'll be all right. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't think I can... Uh, I, nothing to add to that, I don't think. So uh, we'll wrap it up there, mate. That is uh, Living With Maidley. You can get that everywhere that you get your podcast, wherever you got this podcast from. And, uh, yeah, I, I really do recommend listening to it because it's, uh, it's a very entertaining listen, covering quite a broad range of uh, televisual yeah. topics. <laughs> um, nice one, mate. Well, thanks. It was good to catch up. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed it, actually. And, uh, it's been quite negative, but, you know, what else can it be? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're uh, we're just just batting about a few ideas of. Uh, you an... in the corner, the grief corner. It's like seeing corner. a counselor, and you're like sort of, yeah, I've accepted it now, but it's still. I still yeah. don't really want to think about it, but you know, I've accepted it's happened. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I was definitely back to denial the last time we spoke, and um, yeah, the fact I could watch that interview moves me into acceptance. Mm. I think mm. so. So that's good. As you say, I don't know if it's turning the corner. Maybe 
I don't know, maybe I'm approaching the junction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, starting to check my mirrors. I'm doing Blaze. They're doing a Wilder tribute, which, to be fair, lads, I think is a bit too soon. But <laughs> now, to be fair, they're doing a Wilder tribute. I'm doing the A to Z of like, the Wilder era. Mm. And some of the things you think of and you're like, oh, I remember that. And it was only mm. like a year ago. And it feels like about 10 years ago. <laughs> what What on earth have you got for Z? can I ask? Uh, yeah, I've got... Because uh, this is... I've tried to be really clever and I've based it on some sort of like old legends as if like I'm reading off a, a, an ancient script that's been found. So Zed is Zeus, who I've put as a fictional character based on the heroic deeds of the Greek god George Baldock. <laughs> so, yeah. Some good artistic license there, I like it. Uh, it's, it's horrible. What else can you offer Zed? It's just like X is another one, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, I, could, I was going to say... Uh... Something related to Paul Cooks's injury, X-ray, sometimes. No, yeah. Well, someone did it. Did, I mean, I might change. I've got one. I'll, I'll not give it away. But uh, yeah, I, I've got one for X because uh, I normally have xylophone because it's always xylophone, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> When you're doing a, a, an A to Z thing, and I'm just going to say it's always xylophone. Let's have it. But I have thought of one, so uh, stay tuned and buy them blades. Should nice. get for that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, mate. We'll uh, we'll wrap up there. Thanks. Thanks very much for your time. As I say, good to catch up again, and uh, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you, mate. I've enjoyed it. Cheers. Thank you to Glistening Kicks, the sponsor of this podcast. They are a Sheffield-based business delivering high-end cleaning, restoration and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. So if you've ever looked down at your footwear and thought they could use a bit of a touch-up, Glistening Kicks are for you. They recently serviced some shoes for none other than our very own Sheffield United goalkeeper, Aaron Ramsdale, as well. And they are, of course, run by Blades fans. They can remove loose dirt and debris, give deep clean to laces, shoes, and midsoles, and also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. Plus, if you're looking for a repaint due to damage, or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield, and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast, and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head over to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That's glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best.